Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy, 85, from the Amiibros Podcast, also known as Jared. Giving you guys my weekend picks. Um... It's been a good week. Last week uh, went two, two and one on the picks on college, but NFL went four and one. Uh, got you guys a little bit of money back, and um, I want to give you guys a few of the topics that are clearly um, getting on my nerves this week. College football playoff rankings came out this week, and I didn't realize that we were, you know, trying to do April Fool's jokes in November, but. How are the national champions who are undefeated not considered in the playoffs right now? Um, look, I, I get if you're going to use a metric that moves Clemson down, but you can't use every metric to try to move Clemson down. So look, there's three things. You can say, hey, Ohio State, from a metric standpoint, they had the highest metrics. Okay, cool. I'm okay with that. But then, once you go down the list, then Clemson's top four. You can say, oh, you know, strength of record based on who they've played, LSU is the number one team. Okay, we, we can base it on that. And then Clemson is in the top four. Or you can say, I test. You know, um, you know, Alabama's. that's why Alabama, they said, was at number three, I test. Okay, so we can go off I test, but we can't go I test and not put Clemson in the top four. There's not one single person on the playoff committee who have gunned to their heads saw Penn State and Clemson scheduled to play on a neutral field would pick Penn State. Not one. Like, I, I don't want to hear these conversations about... Uh, that, I'm, I'm going to get into a few of the things because I, I think you guys can tell I'm pretty annoyed. So, first and foremost, let's look at the statement that the college football playoff committee chair stated on the reason why Penn State was ranked above Clemson. He said Penn State had two marquee wins, Michigan and Iowa. Um, when has Iowa ever been a marquee win? Uh, Iowa's played two top 25 teams this year. They've scored a combined 13 points. A combined, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm wrong, I'm, 15 points. They lost to Penn State 17 to 12, and they lost to Michigan 10 to 3. And then, on top of that, they made the most asinine statement I've seen, which was Clemson versus North Carolina. They were the only team out of the top four who played a team like North Carolina and had a very close game that they could have lost. Um, maybe, committee, you didn't see Penn State versus Pittsburgh. Uh, that game was at Penn State. Penn State won 17-10. Pittsburgh had the ball on the Penn State one-yard line with four minutes to go in the game. Penn State had more first, oh, sorry, Pittsburgh had more first downs. Pittsburgh had more yards. Pittsburgh had a longer time of possession. Pittsburgh dominated most of the game. And ball on the one-yard line, didn't get in, then tried to kick a field goal, and somehow missed a 19-yard field goal. 
that's essentially the same game. Then you have Michigan when they play Penn State. Michigan dropped the ball in the end zone with nobody within five yards of the receiver, or else the game goes into overtime. They could have lost that game. Oh, what about Alabama? Alabama versus Tennessee, there was an egregious unnecessary roughness penalty, which gave uh, a new set of downs to Alabama on a three and out, which allowed them to pull away. But three, three and a half quarters of that game, they were in a dogfight. And if not for that call and not for Tennessee's quarterback going rogue, and instead of him just handing the ball off for an easy touchdown, which the play was blocked up, he decided to go rogue, tried to jump over top, fumbled it, and it was returned for a touchdown. They could have lost that game versus Tennessee. Look, everybody wants to give, oh, you know, they want to be on the bandwagon. Clemson hasn't played that well this year. Well, let me give you a few stats. Clemson is ranked number one in the country in defensive, defensive efficiency. Above Ohio State, above everybody else in the country. But on offense, oh, Trevor's not playing. Uh, well, Trevor, month of October, number five in passer efficiency in the nation. This year, offensive efficiency for the entire season, Clemson is ranked seventh in the country. They're one of two of those top five teams that's ranked top ten in both. Also, let's look at uh, one of the, the metrics that I want to, to point out. Everybody, oh, you know, Clemson hasn't played anybody. Neutral field right now, who you got, Texas A&M or Iowa? I'm taking clearly Texas A&M. This is one of the things that people try to ignore in college football, and it makes me mad. I, I, I know everybody wants to, oh, we just give everybody a fair shot. Now, teams with the most talent win national championships. You can't tell. The, the, most, the least talented team in the last 20 years to win a national title was probably Ohio State in 03. They had Maurice Claret, who was a, uh, an elite talent. Uh, I believe on that team was Tech in Jr. was a freshman or something on that team. And they had, they had a few guys, but they, they weren't a star-laden team. Outside of that Ohio State team, which, I mean, Ohio State always has talent, but outside of that team, you're typically dealing with either extremely talented teams on the West Coast an extremely talented Ohio State team, or a team from the South. And so when we start to look at these recruiting rankings and we start to look at the players and who they have, let me go through what... what I'm going to go through the top five teams and what their strengths are, and then you tell me which doesn't belong. Ohio State has an elite quarterback, one that's likely going to go in the first round. They have an elite running back, one that's going to be a... Top two or three round pick in the NFL draft. Uh, they have a very solid offensive line, although they did get uh, a lot of pressure on fields in the game versus Wisconsin. They have multiple defensive players that are elite. You have Chase Young, who's likely to go top five in the draft. They have Jeffrey Okuda at cornerback, who's likely to go top five in the draft. Uh, they have a head coach who Urban Meyer said is the best assistant coach he's ever had. He's also had Dan Mullen, the coach of, Ohio, uh, of Florida, as his assistant, and Tom Herman, the coach of Texas, as his assistant. You guys think from a talent standpoint, a coaching standpoint, they're not elite? Okay, let's go to the next one. LSU. LSU has a quarterback that likely will go top five in the draft. He's definitely going first round in Joe Burrow. Uh, they have a stable of running backs. They have an elite group of wide receivers. They have probably the best cornerback in the country in Derek Stingley, who's a true freshman, but will go top two in the draft in a couple years. He is a monster. They have Grant Delpit at safety, who will likely go top ten in the draft. Um, they consistently put out good linebackers and good defensive ends. 
and their head coach, Ed Orgeron, has had them top 10 for the last two years. And even at USC, when he was the head coach there, interim after Lane Kiffin, had them win seven straight games to end the season to finish ranked after they looked like they were going into a tailspin. All right, let's go to Alabama. They have Tua, who's likely a top five quarterback, maybe goes number one overall this year. Uh, you have Jerry Judy, who's probably a top five player in, uh, in the draft, who's the number one receiver apparently this year. Um, you got Henry Ruggs, who uh, is likely, according to, to Mel Kuyper, to go in the top 15 in the draft. He's rated as the number two receiver in the country. Um, you have um, Tra- uh, Trayvon Dick, Stephon Dick's little brother at cornerback, who's likely going to be a first-round pick. Um, you have Patrick Sartan Jr., who's likely to be a first-round pick in two years. He was the number one cornerback out of high school last year. Um, you have um, who's the? I mean, you got two other receivers that one is likely to go first round next year, and then you got uh, Devonte Smith, who's likely to go second round this year. So you got four elite receivers, uh, and you have a head coach who undoubtedly is a top two or three head coach of the history of college football. Maybe some people will even say the best. And you have Penn State, who has two elite defensive ends, a first year starting quarterback who's not on anybody's job radar, and an elite head coach. James Franklin is an elite head coach. I won't take I won't take anything away from him. He's not won anything huge. Never won a BCS bowl game. But anybody that gets to Vanderbilt and turns Vanderbilt into a winner, and then wins the Big Ten, goes to bowl games. That I, I can't take anything away from him. Then you have Clemson, who has the quarterback who's going to go number one in the draft next year. Likely would still go number one in the draft this year, as much hate as he's getting. A running back who's projected to go in the first round this year. T. Higgins, the wide receiver who's projected to go in the first round this year. Justin Ross, a receiver who is most certainly going in the first round next year. Uh, you got Isaiah Simmons, who arguably is the best defensive player in the country, who's going to go in the top 10 this year. You have uh, cornerback in, um, in uh, the A.J. Terrell, or Terrell from uh, Westlake High School in Atlanta, who's probably going to be a first-round pick at corner this year. Uh, and, and you have Dabo Sweeney, who's won two of the last three national championships. These are the types of teams that win national titles. Which one of these doesn't belong? It's Penn State. So to get into my picks for this week, I'm not going to make this show super long, super complicated. There are some bets this week that are out there that I just think are free money. And I'm all about giving you guys free money. So here are my three picks. The first one, Clemson is playing NC State. Clemson is a 32-point favorite. Take Clemson plus a billion. Uh, NC State's awful this year. Uh, I like their quarterback as a, a high school player. He played down the street at McEachern, uh, Bailey Hockman. But they just got beat by Wake Forest last year, last weekend by 34 points. And now Clemson is going in in angry mode after not being ranked in the top four because they had a close game on the road in North Carolina versus a previous team. What do you think is going to happen when they go to Raleigh? They're going to mud stop NC State. I've already betted a ton of money. Or I bet. No, no, no. Bet it, bet, what? I'm not sure which way it goes. But I've already bet a lot of money on Clemson um, to cover the 32 points because essentially for me, that's free money. Uh, Next game also involves the college football playoffs. Penn State is playing Minnesota. And everybody's like, oh, you know, Penn State, that's a take Minnesota and their six and a half points that they're getting. Uh, What people don't realize is, one, P.J. Fleck is an elite coach. 
Same way with James Franklin. P.J. Fleck won a BCS Bowl with Central Michigan over Wisconsin. And not only is Minnesota undefeated still, Minnesota has won their last four games by a minimum 27 points versus Big Ten teams. They are on a roll. They are on a bye week coming back off, so they had two weeks to prepare for Penn State. And Penn State has played extremely close versus every decent team they've played. Uh, Versus Pittsburgh, as I mentioned, they won by seven. Uh, Likely should have been a lot closer. Uh, the Michigan game, they won by seven. Michigan dropped a ball in the end zone. The Iowa game, they won by five. Penn State is not some elite team. I expect Minnesota to win the game straight up. But if you're getting six and a half points, listen to me. Take Minnesota and the six and a half points. Lastly, LSU versus Alabama. Right now, take LSU plus six and a half points. First and foremost, I don't know who's going to win this game. I, I think both teams are, are somewhat overrated. I think... Obviously, LSU got a lot of credit at the beginning for beating Texas. Texas is no longer ranked. I think we realize that Texas is not a great team. And if you take that Texas win out, then we have a game versus Florida that was super close when Georgia pounded Florida. And you have a three-point win over Auburn where Bo Nix can't really throw the ball in real life. So, um, on the other side, though, I don't trust Alabama's defense. Joe Burrow is the truth. And I expect that game to be a very close game, especially considering the fact that two is not necessarily going to be 100%. And one of the things that we have not spoken a ton on, Tua plays extremely well versus poor teams. He does not play well versus great teams, great defenses. I don't think LSU has a great defense, but I think they have enough talent on defense to be able to slow down those receivers. I don't think they're going to be catching any 80-yard slant routes, taking you know, taking him for a touchdown. Um, the guy I didn't mention earlier from uh, the wide receiver court for Alabama, Jalen Waddle, is a, reportedly he ran a 4-2-4-40. He, he's got elite speed. But you know what? Coming across that middle versus LSU, Grant Delpit will be there, and he will be laying the wood. So I'm expecting LSU to win the game straight up. I'm going to tell you to take LSU plus the six and a half points. So those are the three picks for the weekend. Take Clemson minus minus the 32 points. They're going to win that game by 50. Take Minnesota plus the six and a half points versus Penn State. I think they win straight up. And LSU plus six and a half points versus Alabama. I think they win straight up, but that game's a toss-up. But I think the six and a half points is clearly enough points to, to, to take LSU and not to go Alabama. Uh, guys, you can listen to the podcast. Uh, both are live from this week. Uh, obviously, check us out on uh, Facebook.com forward slash the Amiibros. You can check us out on Instagram at Amiibros underscore podcast, uh, on Twitter at Amiibros podcast. And you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, any place where you can find your local podcast. And I'm out. <laughs>